Welcome to the Lift Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Laura, and this podcast has been created to provide you with inspirational and uplifting content to help you level up in life. Join me while I interview amazing guests from around the world who share their highs, lows, successes, failures, tips and advice to help you along your own journey. I am also sharing my own transformation process with you while I am on the road to becoming my ultimate self. In this podcast, you can expect all things mindset, health, fitness, spirituality and personal development. I'm so happy that you're joining me today. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to Lift Yourself Podcast. I've just sat down to record this intro and... I can't believe we are seven months into the year 2021. <laughs> I was supposed to say 2020. No, I know like 2020 feels like it didn't happen, but yeah, we're definitely in 2021. And I can't believe that we're over halfway through. It's just madness. I just feel like it has just flew by already. And I think when it gets to that point in the year, everybody takes the opportunity particularly around summer to just think about like how they're feeling in themselves how they're showing up are you feeling comfortable happy confident are you making progress and I've definitely had that moment as well the past week where I've really been thinking about what I'm doing am I happy with it are the things that I need to change are the things that I need to improve on and how I could potentially do that and I think it's quite normal but one of the things that I wanted to express in this intro is if you are feeling like that it's okay to just take a step back from the situation reflect on it get in alignment with your intuition and think about what it is that you want to do how does this thing make you feel and then you're able to come up with the decision as to whether you continue on the path that you're on or whether you make slight changes and adjustments to continue on a different path. Sometimes like when we are so full on, like 100 miles an hour, we don't have that opportunity to reflect on where things are at and we can just lead ourselves down a path that we didn't want to go to go on. And I think it is good to have that level of self-awareness and to be able to stop for a moment and think about, right, okay, I've got these goals and I have been working towards them this year but I just want to make sure, I just want to reflect that I'm on the right path and do I need to change anything? Is this something that I'm doing every single day that isn't saving me? And all of this leads really nicely into the episode that I've recorded this week with the lovely Lily because she is all about health and wellness and working towards becoming your best self me and Lily both met through an event that we both attended it was a virtual event and it was interesting because even though we are both different there's like a 10 year age gap between me and Lily obviously I'm here in the UK she's in America we still got on really well and we still had a lot of similar interests we still have similar values and mindset in regards to wanting to feel good about ourselves, wanting to look after ourselves, learn more and help other people in the process. And I guess events like virtual events or even in-person networking events that hopefully will start to become more and more common now that things are getting a little bit 
back to normality it would be good if you're listening now and you're at the point where you're, you're you know whether you're starting something new whether you're wanting to build a business or whether you're just kind of like unsure of the direction of your life and you just like to be around more like-minded women then checking out those networking events would be really good because you just don't know who you can meet you don't know the interest in that the other people would have and how much of a bond that you can form with these people and like attracts like so ultimately if you have a particular interest and then you both you attend an event you're more likely to meet someone who is also like-minded and is also wanting to improve themselves so I know speaking from experience when you're going through a personal development personal development growth spirituality spiritual awakening you start questioning things and you start thinking about like where your life is is this what you want you want to make changes you you know you start delving into all of this thing all of these things it can feel really isolating at times particularly if you're like immediate friends and family aren't interested in it and they just don't want to basically they're just not interested in what it is that you're doing or what it is that you're learning about or questioning so getting around other people who have these similar interests and are wanting to also improve themselves and learn about new things it's good for you to allow yourself to be a part of that because it can help you in the long run it can also help in terms of feeling a bit more uplifted and inspired and just knowing that you are on the right track and at the end of the day if you're the type of person who enjoys listening to content like this all you're doing is trying to improve yourself for you and you're trying to work towards your potential for you and whether that's to be able to help other people or just help yourself then that is vital and so important and never ever feel like you're alone on this journey and this process because even if the people around you as I say immediately don't understand it or don't necessarily get it it doesn't mean that there aren't people in the world who feel exactly the same as you do think exactly the same as you do and just want some guidance and support from each other so I guess like podcasts like mine and obviously many other podcasts that are out there can also help with that too and yet it was just it was just this I loved recording this episode because I liked learning more about Lily she obviously as I say is a health and wellness coach but she is also a youtuber and she has built up her youtube following and she documents her lifestyle in regards to her health and well-being and becoming the best version of herself Lily also has a podcast which is called 8020, 8020. So it's a reflection around like not living a restrictive lifestyle and making sure that any changes that you implement are long term and you can stick to them and it doesn't feel like a, a massive restriction on your life. And we also spoke about relationships too. So it is a good episode. If you do enjoy this episode and you would like to give this podcast a review on the Apple Podcast app, I would be so grateful. But other than that, I hope that you have a lovely day or evening wherever you are listening to this. I'm going to introduce you now to the lovely Lily and I will speak to you all soon. Goodbye. Welcome to the podcast, Lily. How are you? 
I'm great, Laura. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. I'm excited to have a chat with you today and get to know you a little bit more and what you're about. Yeah, me too. I was actually just listening to um, one of your podcast episodes this morning, kind of like pumping me up to like be on it today. So I'm just like so excited to be here today. Ah, uh, thank you so much. What one was you listening to? Um, I was listening to the um, the Mimi Meth or the yeah this Future Self Summit kind of like reflection and every word that you said, I was like, yep, that's me. Yep, that's me. Sounds exactly like me. So I just know that this is going to be a really good episode. Yeah. Uh, amazing so Lily what would be good for the listeners if it's okay with you is give us a bit of a background to your story and how you've got where you are right now okay yeah sure so hi guys I'm Lily as you already know um I am a 20 year old 21 year old um college student I'm also an integrative health coach I'm from Maryland in the United States Um, It's kind of like my brief little bio, but I really got into the health and wellness realm when I was about 19. Um, I had a really um, just bad, to put it quite frank, I just had a really bad experience at college and it really just kind of spiraled me down into this deep, dark place. Um, And I actually transferred to a university back in my hometown. And from there, I really started to just dig a little bit deeper and kind of find um, confidence in myself to move me in the direction that I need to be. And then that landed me at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, um, where I studied to be a holistic health coach. And um, that's my most recent endeavor. Um, I'm still in college. I'm pursuing a communications degree. So integrative health coaching and communications, I feel like they can go hand in hand because you need to be able to communicate with clients, you need to be able to communicate with future clients, people on your social media pages in order to maximize your potential. So I feel like those two degrees will really set me up for success in whatever direction I I eventually want to go in. Uh, So how did you get into the health space? Have you always had an interest in it? Yeah, I've always had somewhat of an interest in it. My parents were very health focused growing up. Um, They actually owned a CrossFit gym for a while. So they were really big into CrossFit. And my mom is still a um, health and lifestyle coach. So she's really helped to guide me in that direction. And I always kind of thought that it was more annoying than anything that my parents were like, okay, eat your vegetables. And as a kid, you obviously want to do the exact opposite as whatever your parents are saying to do. And so eventually I kind of came around to like, oh, they're saying to do X, Y, Z because it's good for me. They're not just trying to make me do something that I don't want to do. They actually want to take care of me. And so that kind of propelled me. Um, You know, after high school, I was really kind of leaning in that direction of, okay, health and wellness is, you know, could be an area that I want to explore more. And then after I had that bad experience in college, I was like, okay, health and wellness is um, what kind of brought me back to life essentially. And, And it's something that I just want to be able to share with the rest of the world. Mm. And where did it come for you to start like creating your own platform at YouTube and your Instagram account? Okay, yeah. So I actually started YouTube when I was in high school. And it's funny because now it's all very health centered, but it wasn't always that way. Um, Up until about a year ago, it was just kind of like lifestyle content. Like this is my favorite lip gloss. Like this is my cool new water bottle, like clothing haul. And while those things are all fun and the viewers love to see that kind of stuff. I really started to feel a shift within me. And I was like, okay, all of this material stuff 
doesn't really matter to me anymore. It's not really exciting to me. Showing another clothing haul isn't really going to make me feel the way that sharing about my meal, my nutritious meal that's like nourishing to me, makes me feel it's sharing about meditation and journaling isn't or is more fulfilling than sharing about my new Lululemon sports bra, you know? So um, that is really where my shift happened within my content. But anyway, I started in high school, um, my YouTube channel. And obviously from there, it just kind of grew into what it is today. But obviously like as I'm growing um, and changing and shifting, my content has as well. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot, doesn't it? When you are almost like discovering yourself and what you want to create, whatever feels right and authentic to you changes as you grow. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, And I think a lot of times the followers, and I'm not sure if you've experienced this at all, because um, in your episode, I heard that you've been, um, you have a ton of experience in the health and wellness space, which I think is really cool. And yeah, I just, I really admire you and just sharing everything that you've learned um, throughout the years, but anyway, so, oh gosh, I lost my train of thought, but, um, but yeah, I think that the viewers tend to, um, want the content to stay the same. So it's like, if people subscribed for my favorite water bottle and my favorite lip gloss, that's the content that they want to see. But then there are also those viewers that maybe don't know about you yet because you used to share about your favorite water bottle and your favorite lip gloss, but now you want to share about, more meaningful things and more personal development or more fitness or more um, health-centered content. So that's kind of the space that I'm in right now. My audience is very one or the other and like the new people are coming in and I'm seeing more and more new faces, which is really awesome and people who align with who I am today. But there are also those people that are like, oh, we want to see you doing things that I'm just not really into anymore. Yeah. And have you found like your definition of what health and wellness is has evolved as well over the past year or so? Oh, for sure. Um, I think I really used to view health and wellness as like going to a fitness class and making sure that I'm drinking a protein shake. And while those things are obviously building blocks of living a healthy lifestyle, I think that what really changed for me was honestly when I found, um, when I started doing meditation, when I started doing journaling, when I started digging a little bit deeper, I was like, okay, wellness goes beyond spin class. It goes beyond the gym. It goes beyond the protein shake. It's really being whole within yourself. Mm. And then the fitness aspect can come later. Yeah, definitely. I think it has to start from from you, from your inner self. And when you start off on your health and fitness journey, I don't know whether you're similar to me, but you always you always seem to think that it's going to be whatever is outside of you. So like the physical things of like how you look to the world, which is going to make you feel healthy and well within. And then you get to the point where you still feel like, well, nothing's changing. I still don't feel any different than that's when you start to delve more like well why don't I feel like great if I've hit this like target on the scales or hit this target with certain dress size something's still not changed and shifts and and I say I say that a lot because that happened with me and then I started to realize well I feel like unsettled because I still need to do that inner work to then help me feel more kind of healthy from a holistic perspective Oh, for sure. And I think a lot of people, just like you said, get lost in what they see in the mirror. And it really 
truly matters what you, you know, what's, what's on the inside, what's on the inside is going to come outward. So if you're not whole inside with you first, nothing on the outside is really going to change. Or when it does change, you're just going to feel still like longing for that next thing. Like, oh, I'll be happy when, Mm. but it's like, you can't waste your time. Oh, I'll be happy when I lose 10 pounds. It's like, you have to be happy now or else when you lose 10 pounds, it's not going to mean a single thing. No. And how do you do that? How do you start to almost like embody that energy of being happy now like even if you're at a point where you're thinking I'm not where I want to be I'm not happy things don't seem to be going in my favor oh gosh I mean I actually had one of those moments this morning I um you know I was on a a vacation a holiday as you guys say over there in the UK but um I was on a vacation for 10 days and I just got back home. I'm just feeling so like funky and off. My skin was really breaking out. Um, I just feel like off my routine. And I was just looking in the mirror and I was saying all these really mean things about myself, things that I would never say to a friend, things that I would never say to my sister. And I was just like, why am I wasting my time essentially hating on my body, sending it all this negativity when this is the only body that I get to live in. And I just sat there for 30 minutes and I just reflected on how I'm feeling today and how I want to feel. And then words that I should use to talk about myself instead of saying, oh, your skin's breaking out. You aren't where you want to be. You don't look this certain way. And I, I challenged myself to talk to myself as if I was a two-year-old today, Mm -hmm. talk to myself as my two-year-old self. And I was thinking, okay, if I was a little toddler, I would not look at myself and say, you're ugly. You just, you don't say that to a kid. So why would you say it to your adult self? And I just have challenged myself to do that today. I mean, it's 1045 in the morning. It's working, working pretty well so far. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, It's so true though. How often do we get into that place where we just speak really negatively about ourselves and we unpick things that we just seem to always like get up in our own head. And it's not until you take that step back in that moment to just reflect and write and let, let go and release whatever it is that you're holding on to, to then think, actually what I'm thinking or what I'm saying isn't actually true like I'm just dramatizing it or I'm just getting too much of my own ego and then when you just let go and you see it in front of you it can be this huge release and is there anything else that you do to really help you kind of almost like be happy with with where you are right now in the present moment um I think just keeping in mind that we're always our own worst critic and just because you think something negative about yourself doesn't mean that everybody else is thinking it. And most of the time they're not thinking it. Most of the time it didn't even come to their mind. So I think just spending a lot of time reflecting on the positive things about yourself that you like, or the positive things about your body, or even just trying to flip a negative thought. Like if you pass a mirror and think, oh, I look bad today, just to flip that and be like, I look fantastic today. Mm. And even if you don't believe it, just kind of speaking that out can sometimes really uh, change the narrative. I think it must change something in your brain from what you're looking, you know, what what you're looking for. Because if it goes from like a feeling not great about yourself, and then automatically shifts it, and you and you think, well, now actually I feel I feel good today. Then you start like your brain starts looking for more reasons to confirm why you look good or why you feel good. Yes. Like the, it's the yeah it's the RAS isn't it the RAS in the brain like whatever you choose to put like focus on you will 
like attract more energy and then pick out more evidence that that's a fact right exactly like if you see a car on the street or like if you're thinking about buying a certain car and then you start seeing that car everywhere just because you're thinking about it it's so true it it is so true if you think of one thing you're just going to start attracting it so it's almost like putting your direction and your thoughts onto something that's more empowering and having that thinking around like actually I'm going to use this because this is going to help me more in the long long term and it's not about lying to yourself because if you still have an innate belief that you're deserving and worthy of feeling good then it'll just help raise your vibration even more exactly yeah how did your relationship with yourself improve as well so I mean like self-love self-worth did you have to go through a process or are you still currently going through a process of self-love and how you improve that relationship you have with you yeah I think it's for me it's definitely an ongoing process um I feel like I'm still I guess I would say like early in my journey um I never really had a lot of self-confidence issues until I was um I was in a sorority and um at college and that was one of the main reasons why I left just because being surrounded by a lot of people that didn't necessarily align with me really just messed me up and um I went to go see it's a long story but anyway I got I put my hand on like this this like metal scanner thing and I got my hand scanned and you can believe it you don't have to believe it but um she was just saying it looks like you were traumatized in some way shape or form and you feel hopeless and you just have a lot of healing to do and that was a couple months ago and I was like wow you're right I do have a lot of healing to do so whether that be like physical healing or mental healing um I just think that the self-love journey is definitely ongoing, but some things that have really propelled me, I think further in my journey um, is definitely meditation and journaling. Mm. So you put your hands on the machine and, and it picked up the energy and, and the woman could notice that there was some trauma. That's incredible. Yes. Yeah, it was insane. I'm not sure. I, I mean, I could look it up on my phone. I have to do some little research, <laughs> um, but the I could actually like send you the link to what yeah. the thing physically is like the the hand scanner itself um but yeah just this local gal and uh my mom and I both went together and we don't know what to call her so I mean we could call her like a witch or like a healer or (laughs) something but um but yeah I mean it was just an incredible experience and she could pick up like things in my body that were hurting she said um like I don't know, it was like plugged into a computer. And so on her, her, on her monitor, she was reading what the hand scanner energy was picking up. And she said to me, did you get any dental work done recently? And I said, well, I went to the dentist a couple months ago and they absolutely just like went to town on my gums. Like the girl just really got in there with that little pick that they used to pick at your gums. And my teeth hurt for like two weeks. And this was a couple months later and they hand scanner could still pick up that this area of my body. Um, I'm pointing to my face for you guys listening. This area of my body um, was going through like a a traumatic experience or had gone through traumatic experience. So I was like, there's no way that she could have known that unless I told her, which I didn't tell her, it just picked up on that. So that's when I was like, okay, something about this has to be legitimate. So you can believe me. You don't have to believe me. But yes, she did say that I do have a lot of healing to do. So that's kind Mm. of just it was a wild experience yeah I believe you I believe that our bodies can let off a lot of different types of energy depending on 
like our own experiences and where we're at emotionally and it is so powerful the human body and the, and the mind and when you sync them together and what you know in yourself when you're doing a meditation if you're visualizing and connecting with that energy of how you want to feel and bringing it to the forefront you feel different within you don't you as you would necessarily feel if you're like really stressed or if you're stuck in traffic or if you're getting frustrated or if you're anxious about something there's a massive contrast and a massive difference to how you feel within so I think the energy that you'd emit is it's just beyond powerful definitely Oh, for sure. And like, if you're ever around someone, I feel like you can just pick up on other people's vibes too. I was in yoga the other day and the instructor said that you can read someone else's energy from six feet away. And uh-huh. I was like, six feet, that's really interesting just because of everything going on in the world. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I was, and she's like, now that we're getting closer together, you got to make sure that your energy is in check. You got to make sure that you're putting off good energy because as people are getting closer to you, you know, these these circles in line at the Starbucks are, are starting to, to go away. You know, we can stand closer together now. So it's, it's time that we start to radiate positive energy rather than the other way around. That's so true because I'm currently reading a book as well, which is called My and tomato and I forget who it's by a doctor it's forwarded by Dr Joe Spender but it's another doctor who authors the book and he talks about the energy systems he has like the two like two bodies like two humans and then like the energy fields and how when it crosses over and like if you're just walking past someone in the streets like their energy can it like go inside your energy field yes I think it's yeah. crazy. it's crazy it really is and I think it's like even more important why we have to be aware of that and have that like self-protection and I think as well you you can probably read people's energies from like their body language too so like how they're holding themselves and the, the eye contact too I think that can be really like powerful oh for sure and I think like when you surround yourself kind of like you said, the energies tend to like merge. And so it's when you surround yourself with good uplifting people, you're going to be more uplifting and positive. But if it's the other way around, if you're hanging out with people who are draining, who are negative all the time, who are always complaining, you're just going to fall deeper and deeper into that hole. And I've been down that, that trap before, and it's not a good place to be. So Mm. it's just something to be super cognizant about because, um, you just, you got to protect your energy. Yeah, it's it is because you know you can just drain your energy in certain situations and certain like events. So having the right type of people around you is is so important. And as you've been growing as a person, have you noticed that there has been a change in the people that you do spend time with? Oh, for sure. I um I really honestly don't talk to anybody left from my sorority just because it was such a a weird I have a couple close friends and that and that's pretty much it but um you're actually talking on your podcast you said that you're you're 30 and you feel like you don't necessarily relate to like the young little 21 year olds but um one of my best friends just turned 30 and it's wild because you know we're 10 years apart or no I think she just turned 31 yeah we're 10 years apart but we are still very very similar in so many ways and Um, I like relate to her, even though she's a decade older than me, I can totally relate to her more than I relate to other 21 year olds who are like bouncing around all the different bars. And they're just like having like the time of their lives partying, but it's like, I'm having the time of my life finding myself. (laughs) So so, yeah, my, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, so yeah, my, my friend group has definitely shifted as I have shifted. 
Mm, and I think it depends on yeah your interests what you're interested in because like attracts like so if you're yeah. into like your self-development work and spiritual practices and then regardless of like the person's age you're still going to have that mutual like connection with each other whereas if somebody's going out drinking every night or every weekend there's just going to be that like polarity where you're just going to repel each other completely right yeah exactly and I feel like I've always said it but I just don't vibe with people my own age and Mm -hmm. I've just always felt a little bit different I feel like I've always kind of danced to the beat of my own drum and and that's kind of led me to where I am today just kind of like a little more introverted but very much so like dedicated to to the journey and my own path bit of an old soul yes I would (laughs) definitely say so uh, and I think too it's it's just about being like authentic to what you want to do and not thinking just because you're 21 you should be doing what every 21 year old might mean do you know what I mean like fitting into an expectation that isn't necessarily there it's like whatever feels right for you doesn't mean that you have to go out every single weekend if that's not the type of person you are and that's not something that you want you don't want to do and you might pick up on well, the people who I am going out with, if I'm going out every week, they're not good for me to be around and it's affecting my energy and it's affecting how I feel about myself. So I think it is important to just take that step back and just think, okay, who am I, who have I got around me at the moment and how do I feel about it? Exactly. Yeah. And um, one of my biggest missions, I guess at this point in my life is just to make sure that other 20-somethings know that they don't have to subscribe to that lifestyle that typical 20-somethings have to live. You know, they say like, we're supposed to be going out and partying and doing all this stuff. And I, I probably get like, I don't know, countless DMs every single week that are just like, I don't really fit in with such and such a crowd. You know, how do I handle the situation? And I just always tell people like, you are on your own perfect path. And whether that be you know, you just kind of vibe to the, you know, your own little, I don't know, you create your own little circle of maybe it's like one or two people that really vibe and, you know, you don't go out. Maybe you, you hang out um, and go to like a Friday night yoga session. Like you don't have to go to the Friday night happy hour. You can go to yoga on Friday night, you know? So I think just um, making sure that people know that they don't have to follow that template. Mm, Yeah. And they don't have to, yeah, they don't have to be something that they aren't just to try and fit in. And I think so many young people do feel that pressure. Oh, for sure. And it's about building that inner confidence, I think, in your, in yourself about what it is that you want and what feels right for you instead of just getting lost within that. And I know I've definitely been there in the past where I felt like, oh, I should be doing this because such and such is doing this or everyone else is doing this and then uh, similar to yourself really if I've been in a situation and I felt a little bit like out of place a bit like isolated like I don't belong and that then like triggered and kick-started things for me too yeah so let's talk a little bit more about your journey with health and wellness because I'm interested to just unpick it more I guess around how it's evolved over time you know with the gyms and I know you've mentioned about yoga but what else is important for you to feel great about yourself and to show up to the world as the person that you want to be? Okay, what's important for me to show up as my best self? Um, I would say that I'm really trying my best to work with um, my cycle, actually, to figure out 
what exactly I need that week. And so like every, every week, I mean, I have a very, not to get TMI here, but I have a very um, regular cycle. So it's like 28 days. And so I know exactly like every single week what I'm going to need. So last week I was really into like heavy cardio. So I was going to spin class every day. I was really upbeat, spending a lot of time outside. And then this week I'm kind of coming down off of that. And I need a little bit more of a slower pace. So I'm going to yoga. Um, I'm going to start just kind of like walking every day here pretty soon. Um, maybe like a mile or two listening to a podcast. Um, gosh, I feel like I'm really going on a tangent, but in order for me to show up as my best self, I, I think just, um, just working with my body to give my body exactly what it needs that day, kind of a very like intuitive approach to movement, um, to my diet as well. I think that food plays a like just huge role in your mood, um, physically, mentally, it just, food is just everything. And so I think, um, just fueling my body the way that it needs to be fueled that day. So like lots of veggies, um, I ate a, uh, kind of like a pescatarian, almost like Mediterranean type diet. Um, I like to do a lot of fish, a lot of olive oil, um, some grains here and there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Some fruit in the morning. Um, sometimes I like to do like a protein shake, but that's like every now and then. Um, but yeah, just like really fueling my body and, and just, I guess, like taking care of myself in, in every way, shape or form that I can. And that, mm-hmm. that is truly how, how I feel my best and how I can show up Uh, to the world as my best self I love that it's almost like you connect with your intuition that feminine flow how do I feel today what is good for me instead of feeling like you have to force something and I've struggled a lot with that Lily in the past where I felt like I have to do this today even though in my body I've not wanted to do it but you are right as as women we go through these periods you know our cycles during the month where we might be more focused to want to do lots of cardio or lift weights and then one week we may want to do more like um, yoga movements and stretches so it's good that you are able to build that connection that you've got with your intuition as I think again it's going back to what we were saying before about people can sometimes struggle with trying to fit in that they should be doing what everyone else is doing and if you're if you're just listening to your body it makes it easier to focus on like okay well what do I need what do I want to do what's going to make me feel good Yeah. And I think like the people who say things like, okay, I'm going to go for a run every single day for the rest of my life. It's like, okay, you can do that, but I don't know if you're necessarily going to have the energy for that every single day. And so a lot of people are kind of misled when it comes to what we should be doing. I mean, in the age of social media, everybody has their hot take on, you know, what worked for them and what you need to do too. And it's wild because everybody has a different take and that's because one size doesn't fit all. And so you have these people that are trying to go for a run every single day and it's just not going to work. Um, I forget where I was going this with this. I'm not tangent, but, uh, but yeah. It's always like people just set themselves up to fail sometimes because you think you have this really high benchmark. Whereas if it's more around like getting that balance of being productive and getting stuff done and then being kind to yourself and being intuitive and being in flow because I do think there's a sweet spot isn't there to being like your best self feeling achievement feeling accomplishment to then like being lazy and just not doing not taking any action there's like a balance isn't there oh for sure and I think like 
we have to, something that I've been kind of struggling with too, and you might relate to this even is like, I want to obviously show up as my best self every single day. Um, but just because my best self last week looked a certain way doesn't mean that my best self this week is going to look a certain way. And it's interesting because I, you know, I can have the same goals across the board, but it's not going to look exactly the same every single day or every single week. So it's kind of like a balance between like showing up as my best, I don't know, like reaching my highest potential, but also being practical in a way. Yeah, that's, I love how you said it like that, because it is really true. Like whatever is your best self, let's say, will vary depending on the moment that you're in. And also as well, the this where your life is at, because your life can change and evolve over the year, you know, over the months, almost like in seasons. And mm-hmm. then whatever like kind of like season and moment you're in will impact what your kind of best self, what your main goal is, if that makes sense. So that changes too. Yeah. And you have to go through that process, don't you? Because nothing's ever like full on for 12 months of the year in nature. Right. There's yes. time where things need to reset and things need to recharge and just being kind to yourself. It's just, it is so vital. Yeah, totally agree. What I did want to talk to you about as well is your morning routine, because I know from following your social media that you are big on having a morning routine and really setting yourself up for the day. So talk to me about what it is that you do. What are your non-negotiables? And also, do you have an evening routine that you do to help you switch off? Okay, so morning routine, my non-negotiables. I love to wake up between like six and eight. I feel like seven is the sweet spot. 6.30 is nice. I get a lot more done when I wake up within like the six hour, but I think seven is kind of like where my body just really naturally likes to wake up. So I um, will go do my skincare and I've really been trying to take my time with my skincare. I feel like I always like rush through it. Like I'm just so excited to get to my like meditation and journaling. But when I take my time with my skincare, you know, like we kind of talked about earlier, excuse me, um, I can look in the mirror and just be kind to myself. It's a good opportunity for maybe like some positive affirmations or maybe just I even like a little mirror pep talk, like, okay, you know, we have this going on today and you're going to kill it at this and it's going to be a great day. Could be an opportunity for that. Um, And then I like to do my meditation and my journaling. Sometimes I just put on, um, there's a peaceful meditation playlist on Spotify. So I like to put that on sometimes and just write, just do like a little brain dump. Um, sometimes I like to just sit with my thoughts and uh, meditate, just kind of do like my own little seated meditation. Um, I love the Mimi Method meditations, mm. which I know you've talked about a bit on the podcast, but um, those are absolutely incredible. And if you guys um, are not really big into meditation, transformative. It's incredible. Um, And then after that, I like to go make a little bit of food. So whether that be like fruit first in the morning, or if I'm feeling like a bowl of oatmeal or avocado toast or whatever, um, maybe some water, maybe some coffee, trying to kind of like cut back the caffeine a little bit. It's going well. Um, But, you know, I feel like in the summer months, there's just so much energy um, from the sun and from the people around you. And I feel like physically, I don't need as much coffee in the summertime. So I'm trying to kind of cut back on that a little bit. Um, And then after that, I like, we'll get ready for the day. Sometimes I'll go to yoga class. Um, 
but then kind of pivoting to my evening routine. I love to move in the afternoon. I feel like that's kind of when I move the best, like afternoon, early evening. It's also kind of like cooler. if It's like kind of early evening time, whereas in the summer, it's just so hot here, like midday, early morning. So um, right now I've really been loving like a little evening, late afternoon, early evening movement. Um, so whether that's like in the garage doing, I don't know, like a little homemade yoga flow or lifting weights or whatever, we have a nice home gym. So I'm really lucky in that regard. Um, and then I, I honestly, I really need to set my evening routine like to a T. I feel like I have my morning routine down, down pat. Um, but I feel like in the evenings, it's kind of all over the place. It's definitely a huge area for improvement for me, but my non-negotiables in the evening are always skincare, excuse me, are always skincare. And I love to read at least 10 pages of a book. It helps to really calm me down. Um, And then I like to journal or meditate in the evening too, because I used to struggle so much with um, insomnia. And once I started journaling before bed and staying off of my phone, that's when my sleep just, it was like, it was like the flip of a switch when I just stopped scrolling on, on Instagram before bed, I was able to sleep at night. And I was like, wow, that's wild how that worked out. Um, so that's definitely a non-negotiable for me. Yeah. And everything that you say, I just totally agree with it because it is so powerful to set yourself up in the mornings and the phone, the phones can just be like the biggest nightmare, can't they? In terms of getting into a, a rabbit hole of scrolling and just, I said, I've said this um, to a few guests before about how it can just consume us and make us feel really like bad about ourselves and just unsettled so having that discipline of just putting it away and it's great that you do it just before you go to sleep as well because you can just you don't have to attach to the phone and you can just focus your mind on something that's more productive like reading is great I find personally for me in the mornings I prefer to read because my mind's like a bit more clear and awake than in in the night I think I'd str- I struggle to read and absorb the information. And I think it's, it's just finding what works for everybody because people are all individual, aren't they? With like what will set them up for the day and then what will help them wind down. And as long as it makes them feel good, I guess that's the most important thing for a person to do. Oh, I totally agree. And it's wild because, <clears throat> excuse me, I have like a weird little thing in my throat there. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's wild because even from like looking at my sisters or my boyfriend, we all have our own little things that help to calm us down. But just like you said, the best things that calm us down do not involve the phone Mm. unless it's like a meditation app or like your meditation playlist. But if you're scrolling before bed, it's, it's a disaster and you get down a rabbit hole. And then all of a sudden you're stalking like your ex-boyfriend's cousins and best friend. And you're like, wow, this is so interesting, but really you're just procrastinating going to bed. And it's just, it's, it's a dark little, a dark little place that we don't need to go down. Yeah, it really is. And I think you can just lose kind of yourself in terms of focus and being on track when it comes to wanting to connect with feeling the best that you can. And it can trigger a lot of like overthinking and thoughts too. So when you're getting yourself ready for the morning and you're obviously meditating and if you're journaling and things, how important is it for you to be mindful of your thoughts? How much do you think your thoughts influence the type of day that you have? Oh, it's everything. And in the morning, and and I also, I don't know if I said this, but I stay off my phone in the morning as well too, because I know that if I open up Instagram 
and say I check my DMs, like I'm laying in bed and I check my DMs and there's a DM from someone and they're just saying all this negative negativity and they don't have a single kind uh, piece of feedback for me it will just ruin my whole day. And it's like right off the bat, my day's ruined. It's like I've been awake for 45 seconds and my day is already ruined. Yeah. So I think staying off the phone is a is a great way to set yourself up for success. And then also just kind of, I guess, just like being kind to yourself, kind of going back to what we mentioned, um, just talking to yourself as if you're if, as if you're a little toddler, you know, good morning, <laughs> welcome to the day. <laughs> just kind, just kindness towards yourself. What about with discipline, what you thought to get you through something that might be difficult or tough, but you know you need to get it done because once you've achieved that thing, you'll feel so much better. So it, that could be anything, could be like writing writing a, an assignment, you know, doing a particular thing in the house, like housework or even the gym workout. Like how do you psych yourself up to, to get that done? Okay, I think music is a great way to get excited when I am just feeling like I don't want to do this next task, putting on a good pump up playlist is the best way to do it. Or if I'm really not feeling like I want to do a workout, I will procrastinate by making a really, really good playlist. So I just can't, I can't skip the work. I'm like, this playlist is too good. I have to go, I have to go use it. Um, so that's a really a fun little life hack that I've, started to do and then I'll like post the playlist on Instagram too and be like made this great movement playlist but really it's like I just spent two hours procrastinating but then I worked out so like I don't know checks and balances there Um, but yeah I think just getting yourself pumped up whether that be like a pep talk or a playlist or putting on a good podcast or even going and watching um, on YouTube like someone who motivates you Mm -hmm. um, is is sometimes fun I think motivation is interesting because it's it's fleeting and so you aren't always going to feel motivated, but I think having a commitment to something, having a, a firm why as to why you want to wake up at 6 a.m. and and do all your your morning routine and you know make sure that you do your non-negotiables, um, I think that having a, a a solid reasoning behind that is is the best way. You know, if music and and a pump up playlist doesn't work, but just knowing truly why you're doing X Y Z. Oh yeah, music is is so vital, isn't it, to raise your own energy and whatever it is that you're doing in the moment. Even if it's housework, if you've got a good playlist on, you just have a completely different energy and like perspective of it, don't you? It does carry you through. Oh, yeah. And even if a, a workout as well, whatever music you've got on when you're working out, it I, I love that because it can just relate to it so much. It it doesn't have help in terms of just getting out of the situation of seeing it from like, oh, I really don't want to do this to be like, no, come on, we've got this. So we're gonna get through exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> I think one of the things that I did want to talk to you about was about relationships and the importance of having a healthy relationship I know we've already spoke about like the relationship we have with ourselves and the relationship that we have with with friends and the types of friends that we surround ourselves with but what about like a partner too how important is it for you to have a partner in your life who is supportive of you know what it is that you do and you in general and just helps you in terms of your journey but then you're also able to help them Oh gosh. I mean, having a partner who is 100%, I mean, 110% supportive um, is, I would say, 
just one of the most important things that you can do for yourself. And if anybody's listening and, and their significant other isn't supportive, that's really something that you should have a conversation about and look into because um, your partner should be, I don't know, it's weird because like you want to be your own person, you want to be an individual, but they should also be, I don't want to say like an extension of you because that's not necessarily the right phrasing, but I guess just a place that you can come to and feel secure, a place that you can come to and like bounce cool ideas around, a place that you can come for positive feedback and also maybe the negative feedback that you don't necessarily want to hear about that little little bit of tough love um, sometimes. But having, I guess, an open floor for communication and trust and just a huge, I don't know, I just, just I guess just like a, a passion for each other and a love and um, I'm just really lucky that uh, my boyfriend is so supportive of, I mean, literally I could like take a step, like like literally like one physical step and he would be like, go Lily, like great job. Like he is just truly my biggest cheerleader and I'm so lucky um, that he is that way and me to him as well. And um, I guess when it comes to like influencing each other and like supporting each other, um, like you mentioned, um, he's really, as I've been on this self-development journey, he's also taken interest as well. And so I actually got into meditation because of him. I, um, I have a oil diffuser in my room and I have a lamp that changes colors. And so, uh, probably, I don't know, maybe like four or five months ago, I walked into my room. Like this is my room in my house and we don't live together, by the way, just he lives in India. It's a long distance relationship. So anyway, I'm in, this is my room, in my house. He has the oil diffuser going, which I didn't teach him how to set it up. So I was shocked that he knew how to do it. He had the oil diffuser going and he had the red light on because that's the best for kind of calm, like red lights are good for your um, eyesight at night, whatever. And he just kind of like lifted his head up and he's lying in bed and he goes, shh, I'm meditating. And I was like, can I join? And he's like, sure. So we literally just like laid in bed together, like eyes closed, just like looking at the ceiling and just meditate together. He had never meditated before. I've never meditated before. And we just did it together. And it was such a cool experience. And we were both like, wow, we feel great. Like what a cool, and our energy was just like, you know, since we were so close to each other, it was just like this good vibes all around. It was an incredible experience. And so since then we've really both been on such a tremendous self-development journey. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of going on a tangent now, but just, yeah, having, not at someone, all. Yeah, just not having, having someone that you can um, do things like that with, you know, explore new things and someone who's going to, I guess, push you in a sense to be the best version of yourself is so important. And I think as well, you know, you can often find that you could be in a relationship with someone who doesn't have their similar interests. So let's use like meditation, for example, you might be some, someone might be in a relationship where their partner doesn't like meditation or isn't interested in getting involved in meditation and that can sometimes be challenging can't it because you have to kind of get out of that situation of well this is what I want to do and I don't want to force my values and what I like on that person I'm just going to continue to do what makes me feel good Oh yeah, for sure. Um, like there are definitely things that Sam and I, you know, he loves to rock climb, for example, that's kind of his preferred method of physical activity. I, I truly believe that he's going to be a pro rock climber one day. Um, like he's really good and I just don't enjoy it. I don't think it's fun. It messes up my nails and I just don't like gripping in there. I don't like it, which is really materialistic to say, but I don't enjoy it. And, um, it just, it's really not for me. And also men kind of have that, um, 
physiological like benefit because their upper bodies are really strong. So anyway, he has been, he's just tremendous rock climber and, um, and I don't enjoy it, but I have my own things that I enjoy. And I think that it's also kind of important to have separate activities that you like to do because if you guys did the same exact thing like if you guys were like a copy paste of one another mm-hmm. you would get so bored you know you'd have nothing fun to talk about because you'd be doing the exact same thing you would have too much in common you would spend too much time together so I think that there's definitely a balance there that yeah. that almost needs to be there yeah and you need to have your own interests in a relationship but then still have that understanding towards each other and how what you enjoy and why you enjoy it and almost like having that self-acceptance for each other oh for sure exactly and then you also have to keep in mind that you know say um gosh I feel like everything that that I like to do he also follows me to do it which isn't a bad thing at all so I'm trying to think of like an example okay say like content creation for example he does not really like to be on social media and so I've respected that boundary by not posting anything that you know he doesn't pre-approve pre-approve um I don't really like film with him in the background um because he just doesn't really enjoy it and so just I guess like boundaries in a way and having like your own unique um sense of being and you're you're confident in that activity that you like to do or that practice that you like to participate in and then also being confident that they are respectful of said activity or set practice Mm, yeah completely and I think as well with obviously the content creation isn't for everybody and if you know for you it's a big part of your life and you're uploading weekly regularly onto YouTube and then obviously onto Instagram so it's kind of like he understands what you do and why you do it and you understand why he doesn't necessarily enjoy it and then you're just meeting each other halfway and I guess that's what it's about in relationships isn't it oh for sure and you got to be able to compromise yeah and you got to be able to just say I don't know just say okay sometimes and just be okay with the compromise and you don't always have to be right Mm, yeah definitely definitely not and (laughs) with your relationship do you live together are you in the same area no we aren't actually he lives in Indiana and I live in Maryland so in the states that's about it's it's about a 14 hour drive. So it's a wow. long, it's a long way away. Um, but we actually met in college cause I went out to college in Indiana. So that's how we met, but, um, we're doing the long distance thing and hopefully, um, probably this time next year we'll be, he'll be graduated. I'll also be graduated. So hopefully we'll be living together. That's kind of like the next, the next step in the right direction. So that's exciting. Yeah, and I think as well, with long-distance relationships, it can be difficult, can't it? My boyfriend's working away at the moment. He's over in Vegas. And obviously, I'm in the UK. And it's difficult for me because even though he's he's there till mid-July, so I've got a date when he's coming home, it's still hard because it's the first time that you're away from experiencing that long distance in the relationship from going to like being with each other regularly pretty much every day so it's it's almost like taking that opportunity to still like work on myself keep myself busy and not let that consume me and I guess for you knowing like you've got an intention to move in you know you've got like a plan something to look forward to in the future which is good for the relationship Oh, for sure. How long is that time difference for you guys right now? He's eight hours behind me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because my boyfriend's one hour behind and I think that that's annoying, but I can't even imagine eight hours. So I'm sending you like all the good vibes. I actually just did a whole episode on my podcast about long distance relationships. 
chips, but I'll give you the little, the little brief. It just went up today. So if you want to listen, that might be helpful for you. I don't know. But, um, something that I think is so important is that when you guys are apart, it's almost, I don't know. It's like, we tend to like, look at all, all the negative side effects of, of being apart. But I think that the one positive is that you have an opportunity to fully focus on you. Mm. And so it's like, let's use this to our advantage in a sense. Yeah, completely. And I think it's, it's like the reason that he's, he's not here while he's there is for work commitment. So he works with um, the boxer Tyson Fury is in his team. And obviously Tyson Fury's got a fight next month. So he's in camp there. But oh, wow. for me, and now, so for me, it's like, right, okay, well, I'm just going to keep focusing on my work, like building my, my thing and seeing yes. where that goes. And it, it does help with your energy. But I'll, I'll, give sure. that, I'll give that episode a listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> uh, so um, let's talk a little bit about YouTube then, like content creation and okay. how you've been able to grow your YouTube account. And I know you've obviously had it for a while and it's evolved your channel as you've evolved as well as a person. But what is, what is your experience with using YouTube? And if somebody is wanting to start their own channel or build an audience, have you got any tips that you would give them to really make that a success? Yeah. So, um, I started my channel when I was 17. So it was about almost like four or five years ago now at this point, which is so wild. Um, and I feel like on YouTube, I I have this interesting relationship with YouTube right now because I feel like I'm kind of moving away from it. Um, but I do think that it is still a very, very relevant platform. And I think that for anyone who wants to share some sort of like long form content, YouTube is hundred percent the place to do it, but it's weird. Like in this age of TikTok and reels and everybody wants content. That's just like so quick Mm. and they want to just be able to roll through it. And so I feel like YouTube is just, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird, it's all weird. Social media is bizarre. If we really stop and think about it, it's bizarre. Um, (laughs) But to find success on YouTube, I think that something um, that you really need to think about is uh, really honing in on what exactly you want to share and know that that might not come to you immediately. Um, so just kind of starting with what you have is important and knowing that your your niche, your your true audience is going to come eventually and it's also going to evolve. So when I first started creating content, I was doing like high school week in my life. And then it turned into college week in my life. And that's what attracted the majority of my audience. But now because I do school online, um, I'm living at home now, and I've really transitioned to more of a health and wellness space. Um, my audience is not what it used to be, but all the like numbers wise, it's still there, but -hmm. people aren't necessarily clicking. Like very few people have kind of stuck around for what I have to offer now, but it's also an opportunity to reach new people and new faces, which is why I love Instagram because you have like a better opportunity of kind of reaching people through things like reels. Whereas YouTube, it's kind of a slower growth, um, which is, you know, just something to keep in mind, but also something to be okay with. Like if you do want to start and grow your channel, um, And I think just being consistent is also really important because if you post like one video every couple of weeks, people are going to be really confused, um, which is something that I really need to work on right now because I have not been as consistent as I once was, but I'm still in just a very like transitional phase and, and that's okay. Yeah. It's totally okay. Definitely. And it's almost like not getting too attached to who is watching your content, I suppose, and understanding that you'll 
appeal to different types of people depending on where they're at as, as well and I don't know I guess sure. a lot of people can probably get quite consumed with the numbers and and the the kind of the viewings and the rates mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of like the impact of the content and like you say not putting yourself under too much pressure if you're going through something in your life and you can't you know you can't commit to two videos a week or whatever it's letting right. that go and not allowing it to impact impact you and, and how you feel yeah for sure and I think something um that I've I I really used to struggle with and I'm really moving away from it now but just like you said is kind of keeping up with this content that isn't really me anymore so it was all like college week in my life college this college that and then when I kind of stopped posting that and I was like this is what I'm doing um a day in my life trying to build my health coaching business and people were kind of like but like, where's the college content? We miss seeing you in class. We miss seeing you in your sorority house. And it's like, I've changed so much as a person. So I don't miss that, but they haven't necessarily lived through what I lived through. They only know, you know, 10 minutes out of a 24 hour day. So social media, like I mentioned before, is a very strange place, but I think for anyone wanting to start YouTube, um, just knowing that, um, knowing that you like what you post, you're confident in what you create and confident in what you post and don't become obsessed with the numbers because then you're just going to be either your expectations are going to be exceeded, which is very rare, or you're just going to be disappointed and do it because you love it. Don't Mm -hmm. do it because you think you're going to make like a quick buck because that's not how it works. Yeah, definitely. You have to have that like skin in the game, so to speak, don't you? And the intention, energy behind it to help in terms of being consistent because you need that consistency I guess and then just continuing to show up exactly yeah but on your journey on your growth journey and just evolving as a person have there been any books in particular that you've read that have really helped you yeah so I really um the first like I guess food like nutrition book because my journey really did start with nutrition it started on my plate and it's since evolved I feel like that happens with a lot of people it either starts with like working out or it starts with food and then it evolves into this into something else that's so incredible and so beautiful but the first book that I picked up that I would highly recommend to everybody it's called smart plans um I think hold on let me grab the the book because I forget the author's name (laughs) okay should have known. Okay. It's called smart plants by Julia Morris. And, um, it's the power it's called power smart plants, power foods, natural nootropics for optimized thinking, focus, and memory. And it's all about how a, um, primarily plant-based diet could, um, help you to essentially change your brain. Um, and then another book that I really liked was change your brain, change your life. That's all about like the chemistry of your brain and how, kind of like we mentioned before, everything that you think can become a reality. So it's important to be cautious of your thoughts. Um, and then a book that I'm reading right now is called Women Code by Elisa Vitti. And that book is so incredible as far as like learning more about my hormones, because I think that that's kind of the direction that I want to go in is um, women's health and hormones, because as women, we're really not taught about our hormones or our cycles. And like the last time I sat down and learned about my body was probably in like sixth grade health class. And it was like, 
I don't even know. We probably, it, we probably just laughed through it and made a joke of it. Cause you, when you're 12, you don't think that this stuff's important. Mm. Um, so, and that's, that's a huge problem in the American education system. I don't know how it's like in the UK, but it's exactly the same. Yeah. We're not really taught anything around that. We kind of almost have to go and self self teach, self educate. And I think, yeah, it's, it's like that with self-development and spirituality as well. You're not taught to have that relationship with yourself and connect with yourself, are you? It's more academic. So it's just. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with like history class or math class, but I think that, I mean, society as a whole, I mean, just imagine Laura, if like people knew kind of like what we know, or like, we're at least introduced to it in school as a kid, you know, instead of just, I don't know, all the, I don't know, like the, the flashcards and the facts that you have to memorize just to pass the test. But if you like tangible tools in your toolbox mm. to help you become a better person, I feel like society would just totally be a completely different place. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's probably like a whole other conversation, isn't it, around oh, that? A whole other conversation. <laughs> you and I could go on and on and on about that. Definitely. Oh, Lily, I can't, I can't believe you've been recording for an hour. I know. It feels like we just started having this conversation. Thank you so much for having me on today. No, thank you for your time. I'm really, really grateful that you did agree to do it. And I think, like you said at the beginning, it's beautiful that we can connect over a mutual like passion and that's the beauty of the internet as well like you can reach out to people who've got similar interests and have connections and even though you're like you're over in America and I'm here in the UK we can still have these conversations and help create content for other people to listen to as well and that's one of the reasons why I created this podcast was to help people feel less alone I love that so before you do go I would be interested in just hearing like what have you got planned in the future and also where can people find you if they want to hear more from you yeah for sure so um plans for the future I am coming out with a cookbook in the fall um it's gonna be gonna be an ebook which is really exciting so super accessible to everybody um and that's gonna be simple nutrition meals that make you feel good and that aren't hard to make because I love to cook, but I, I don't like how complicated every recipe that you Google ends up being. And, um, yeah, it's going to have like a big grocery list at the front and every grocery or every item on the grocery list is going to be able to be found in a recipe somewhere and it's going to be great. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I guess my one big thing that I can share with you guys at the moment, um, for the future. And then you all can find me on Instagram. My username is at Lily Rako. That's L-I-L-Y-R-A-K-O-W. And then you can also listen to my podcast, which is called 8020. It's 8020POD on Instagram. I'm also on YouTube. And I think that's, yeah, that's all my social medias. And then I also have a website too. It's just lilyrako.com. Um, and I have links to that in my Instagram bio as well. If you guys want to um, check out my website, I have a couple free resources on there as well for you um, from a health coaching perspective. So you guys should check it out. Oh, that's exciting that you're writing a book. Well done. Yeah, yeah thank oh, you so I'm much. Really, I'm really happy for you as well. And I'm currently thank in the process of building a website. Like I'm, I don't know if you built yours yourself or if you outsourced and someone did it for you, but it's tricky, isn't it, to to put together and get it how you want to look? But I'm getting it. it. I'm getting just persevering. It's a process. It is a process. That's for sure. Uh, well, Lily, thank you so so much for your time. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. It was so fun. I know you're welcome.